Welcome to Munching with Michael, the all-you-can-eat buffet of food, culture, history, and just an all-around good time. Be sure to sign up for notifications, subscribe to our YouTube channel, hit up our Instagram, and edit our Wikipedia page to include erroneous facts that aren't even true. Come along. So here we go. This is it. We are now on the second episode of the Munching with Michael podcast. I am Jim from Munching with Michael. And today I am so excited to have joining us today, entrepreneurial special woman, superhero, Brittany Connerly of Winzo Bakery. That was the best introduction I've ever had in my entire life. It was off the cuff too. I knew if I just started talking, it would come to me. But that's what I came up with. Thank you, thank you, thank you very much for taking the time to come with, uh, to come with us on this special journey today. Thank you. I'm so excited. This is great. Thank you for having me. I'm so excited. I genuinely have been so excited. I've been telling everyone. So, is that true? Thank You've you. been letting people know. Yes. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. I we had some people over for the Super Bowl yesterday, and I told everyone about your podcast. They actually liked the introduction song, Diego. You know Diego. Oh yeah, they yeah, yeah, yeah. On the, Yes, yeah, that's great. So yes, they um, opened. They were very excited. We were all excited. It's on Spotify now, which is a big deal. It is. That definitely. Congratulations. Is. Thank you so much. I uh, it's I don't want to brag too much, but it's really easy to do. <laughs> I didn't realize it was going to be so easy to do, but um, yeah. So yeah, Spotify and I think Google Podcasts. And there was one other one that I wasn't familiar with. Uh, but yeah, we just went through a program called Anchor. Have you ever heard of Anchor before? I have not. It's. I think it's just owned by Spotify. I think it's just like a podcast hosting platform that automatically feeds into Spotify and some other ones. But it was really nice because a lot of the more professional ones, I think you pay a small subscription fee for uh, hosting and they do a lot of stuff for you. Uh, but I just wanted something simple and somebody recommended that. Michael did actually have munching with Michael. Michael recommended it. And yeah, it was super simple, super easy. So if you ever it's decide to It's very official. Yeah, if you ever decide to start a podcast, I would highly recommend using Anchor um, because it couldn't be easier. And we're very excited to have multiple avenues for letting people, you know, listen to our podcast. It's very exciting. Noted. Love yeah. it. Bless you to Alyssa. Yeah, that's Alyssa. Alyssa's over there. Yeah, <laughs> this microphone, this, uh, this it's an Audio Technica AT2020. It's a large diaphragm condenser. It's meant for recording, but yeah, it's super, super sensitive. But I think it'll probably just be like part of the aesthetic. Is that whatever's going on during the podcast, if Alyssa's doing something, she gets to be a part of the podcast too. I love it. I love hearing her. Well, only once when I listened to the first episode, but in the background. And I like that she sneezed twice now. It should be a new tradition where she sneezes in every episode. Yeah. Uh, she's two for two. <laughs> Bless you. <laughs> so are you, uh, so are you, would you say that you're a podcast person? I am. I am a podcast person. I used to be heavily, like daily on my commute to work. But now that I'm at home every day and since the pandemic, not as much, but I've slowly been starting again because I just need that sense of before the pandemic when it was part of my routine. And so I'm trying to get back into it, but I mm -hmm. need some new ones. So I'm glad that you have yours because yeah. the ones I used to listen to, I just don't like that much, but I genuinely loved yours. Oh, the well, first so episode. Nice. Fantastic. Yep. 
Well, great. Well, I, we hope to keep that bar. I know I have no worries about the bar right now with this episode, having you on. I already know that the bar is just going to continue to grow up. No offense to Michael, of Thank course. You. But um, <laughs> yeah. So, uh, so you had people over. Well, let me see. Where do we want to go with this? I think maybe start at the beginning. So uh, when we started this podcast, in my head, I had the idea of just bringing on people that are involved in with food in some capacity. Mm -hmm. I mean, that, you know, that could be somebody who's professional, not, I mean, any, that's such a wide range of people, right? You popped into my head immediately because you, you had mentioned the pandemic and routine and stuff like that. Uh, So you decided relatively recently, I think, I don't know exactly when the time was, but you decided recently to pursue your own business and start your own bakery. Is that correct? That is correct. Winso Bakery. And it was, I mean, you know, so we're friends. I know you. So you kind of know like my trajectory with like my history of like my career. I was a teacher. I worked in um, the athletic industry. And then this is just like my newest endeavor. Um, I'm not doing it full time, but yeah, it was something in the pandemic. I don't know if you want to start there or you want me to. Uh, so uh, we, we are friends just so people have a little bit of context. So let's see how long have we known each other? So I met you through my fiance, Alyssa, and we've been together for four, four years and change, I think four to five ish years, something like that. Yeah. And uh, we met through a mutual friend who Alyssa was living with at the time. So I believe, (laughs) I believe very shortly after Alyssa and I started dating, I would have met you probably like real early on, real early on in our relationship. Very early on. I remember, I don't know when it was probably just hanging out at their apartment and Mm -hmm. I met you there for the first time. Um, So yeah, very early on. Yeah. And so, then, yeah, and ever since then, you and Alyssa have become very, very close friends, and you know, yes. us, we are good friends as well. I would say, and uh, yes. so much so that you're actually, a, yeah, I mean, we're getting married, but you are a bridesmaid in our wedding. I am. I'm very excited about that. And we lived. We lived like what five minutes away from each other for two years. We did. Yes, it was great. Yeah, we so were that, Tempe. Yeah. Tempe represent. Yeah. So that was wonderful. Yeah. Love Tempe. Wish you guys would come back. Mm-hmm. And uh, 2021 goal. Nothing is. Who knows? Who knows? Everything is so crazy right now. <laughs> I know that both of us miss it, it dearly. Miss it dearly, and seeing every all the pictures and just all the stuff, all the like uh, cyclical stuff like that happens every year in Phoenix. It's like every month. Mm-hmm. I have. I'm like, oh, this is you know waste management open time, or oh, this is spring training time. Like it seems like every month is a special time in Phoenix where something's going on. Except for summer, then it it's is. just like everybody's inside and I don't know, I guess pool parties and pretty laying low, but yeah, it's a special place. Luckily for you, your first year not here, there's was nothing going on though. So you didn't miss a whole lot. Yeah, it didn't bode too well for starting off in a new place either when you want to just submerge yourself in the culture and all the <laughs> events and stuff like that that's going on. So coming to San Antonio this year I has guess been a that's little tricky. True. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. but you know, we've done fine here. We've got the river and all the restaurants are still open. The food out here is outrageous. That is one thing I will give to San Antonio. I much prefer the food out here than I do in Phoenix and the breweries. I much prefer oh, the wow, breweries really? out here than Phoenix. I do. I really do. Yeah. Very surprising. I know. I, I love San Antonio, but I'm very surprised. I mean, I was only there for a week, so that's not living there, really experiencing 
all of the restaurants, but I'm shocked to hear that because I know how much you love Phoenix. I do. Yeah. And I, uh, the interesting thing I think is that like Phoenix is, I don't feel like Phoenix has a like general vibe or like a style that it specializes in. That's one of the great things Mm -hmm. about Phoenix. It's such an like amalgamum of all these different places. So you might have like your favorite taco shop or your favorite pizza place, your favorite, like kind of one off restaurant. They specialize and they do their one thing. Yeah. Um, so, but San Antonio, it's like barbecue, German food, and Mexican food. Like those are the three things that I go to. And they're all, they all have their unique style. And I think just the barbecue, I just love the barbecue out here so much. It's so great. Those so are good. great categories of food to live in a city where they specialize, especially the barbecue and Mexican. It's phenomenal. Yeah. And I mean, it's just great for me because that just like hits like my three favorite things. And especially being German, like I feel like German restaurants and even German like beers, you don't see it all that often. Like in Phoenix, all the beers, Mm -hmm. I feel like they're really like IPA dominated. You know, it's like very West Coast style where it's just, I don't know. I feel like it was IPA. Just everybody had a billion different IPAs over there. Whereas here it's more like lagers and pilsners, you know, more traditional laid back. German styles, which really vibes with my palate. So that's been a, um, <laughs> so yeah, the, the, we haven't done very much since we've been here, but the things that I've eaten and drank, I really, I really enjoy how like the, the historical culture is tied into the cuisine and the food and the drinks out here. Like that's very apparent. And that I think is really cool. Um, yeah. So, you know, whenever, no, hey, that's you, true. you guys should come Phoenix on out. Phoenix is just big. Phoenix is Oh, massive. absolutely. Yeah. Phoenix is absolutely massive. And again, I'm not knocking on Phoenix at all. Like I love the food there and I do like the breweries there quite a bit and uh, all of that. I love it there. But um, yeah. No, I get what you're saying. Yeah. No, it's just we don't have that one thing, but it's because it is so big Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. there's so it's just more variety. You get a little bit of everything. But yeah, we don't specialize. If anything, I would say people mainly, I guess, Mexican. But I don't know. That's what you were saying. There's so many. Yeah. And even to me, like uh, the, if you ask me about like traditional Phoenix Mexican, I would say like the burrito shops, all of the Berto shops, that to me is like yes. super Phoenix, you know, like everybody's got their mm-hmm. uh, burrito shop that they, that they swear by. Um, yeah. But, and that's not my favorite type of Mexican, but I absolutely agree. Like yeah, the Bertos. Yeah. The, the, yeah. The various Bertos. Yeah. So, but so, um, taking that switching over. So, uh, yes. So we've been friends quite a long time. We live uh, very close to one another and yes, you were very well known for just slinging this phenomenal, phenomenal <laughs> baked goods, like out of left field where you would just drop something off. And, uh, you know, if it's like, I feel like if I were to give a, like a baked good to somebody, it would almost be like, um, like a joke gift. Like maybe it would be good <laughs> and like, it would technically be a cookie. So you would say, thank you. But this, the baked goods that you gave to us, you eat it and you're like, oh my goodness, like this is fantastic. Thank so, you. Well, so it became very clear that like baking isn't like going and getting some slice and bake cookies and giving it to friends. Like it was very evident early on that like baking for you is, is like legit. It's, you know, practice. Oh yeah. It's, I it's take it seriously. Yeah. I love it, but I take it seriously. Very seriously. And I wanted to ask you about that. Uh, So how long have you been baking or what did, where did that come from? Is that something that comes from growing up? Is that just like a hobby you acquired later in life or tell me about that? No, definitely growing up. My mom was always known throughout. So I went to a really small private school 
And we had the same teachers, like ever since kindergarten, K through six, the same parents, kids, everyone. So everyone knew my mom was the best baker. And so I remember, I mean, some of my earliest memories, just baking with her and I mean, everything. And we would go and drop them off for her friends, for like my teachers. And like, she set the bar so high. And so now we always joke, like, whose is better? But like, she was just the top tier baker. And then my parents were divorced or are divorced. And so my dad, once they divorced, you know, he was like, all right, I'm going to learn how to cook. And then he started liking, not baking on the same level as my mom, but he started getting into it. And he would love every Christmas us baking and then delivering different, every year would be a different baked good. And we would deliver them to my brother's friends and my friends. So both sides both parents we just love baking and so I kind of took it off from there and through high school that would be like my thing I would always I'd love to bake but then it was more like boxed you know I wasn't necessarily totally from scratch like for cakes and stuff and then in college when I had my first house with my roommates like I was always the one like I was like I'm gonna make recipes and I'm gonna bake and like I just I was always wanted to be the hostess so I took it seriously to provide the best food and from there like that's when I started developing my own recipes in college I can definitely speak to your hosting abilities like the events that you host at your place are (laughs) unlike any like dinner I don't think I'd ever actually been to like a proper dinner party until we went to your friend's giving like the level of detail and even the like placemats and the seating and the arrangements and the drink and food, you know, appetizer stations versus the craft, you know, drinks that were Thank specialty you. made. Like, I'm not joking. Like I opened my mouth where it's just like, what? I didn't realize this was possible. Like I didn't realize that like a person who didn't do this professionally, but I guess you do like, you know, event planning is in your background, isn't it? Yes. So, well, thank you first, because that was a wonderful compliment. Thanks for the invite. (laughs) I got to hang out and eat. It was awesome. (laughs) Yeah, I love, love, love hosting. Um, But yeah, so I started out as a teacher. I went to school, went to college in Ohio, got my teaching um, degree, got my license. I moved out to Arizona and I became a teacher. And then halfway, a little over halfway through my third year teaching, I started working for a basketball program who just catered and works with like top star high school athletes. And so I started doing that and I met a wonderful basketball player who um, was or now plays for the Phoenix Suns and his family brought me on full time to work with him after, you know, I worked with him throughout high school, college. And um, so, yeah, so I would do like that was taking my passion of planning and events and just like the marketing, all of that. And I transitioned to that full time and I just absolutely fell in love. And it was definitely a change at first. Cause like I said, I'd always wanted to be a teacher. That's what I went to school for. Um, but then doing that was awesome. And then the pandemic happened and obviously the NBA was one of the first big things to shut down and call it quits. 
And so that definitely gave me more free time. And that's when kind of the seed was like, all right, like I am not someone who can just sit around. Like I have to be working. I have to be doing something like constantly. And like, I, at first I loved it. I was like, I'm a stay at home dog mom. This is great. And then like a couple of weeks in, I was like, I can't do this anymore. I'm going crazy. And so I was like, well, let me like, let me start like trying to bake and like come up with more recipes because my chocolate chip cookie, like I had that down and that's always what I would bring. But I was like, let me try other things um, just until the NBA season gets back up and going. But I didn't know what that was going to be. So then I started trying other recipes and creating and I just loved it. And I was like, I liked, I never, I think I liked working so much in the basketball industry because it is so fast paced, but I'm not, not at a desk. And so the bakery is very similar, similar to me where I don't have someone telling me what to do. Like I have very much creative freedom. Um, so it paralleled my time, um, working in the basketball industry. And so I was like, all right, let me start with these recipes. And then from there, like one day I just was like, I'm going to go. Cause I was doing it all with a hand mixer, not even a KitchenAid mixer. So I bought the KitchenAid mixer and I was like, all right, like I'm going full force. Like I got my, I like started looking for business names. I registered my website. I like started looking into forming an LLC and I was like, it's go time. And that's really, it was just so quick. Like it went from just like trying recipes to like, all right, well, I have this time. Let's do it. And tell us, that's quite a unique uh, business name that you have there. Where did that come from? Yes. Winso is my two dogs names, Winnie and Oso combined. And it was your fiance, Alyssa knows it was such a pain coming up with this dang website or company name I was like it has I have to make sure a website's available I have to make sure all social media is available LLC all of that and I kept coming up with things and it's just like I'm not like I don't like the like sweet sugar or like baking with Britney like I'm not that kind of like it's too you know cliche I don't like it so I was like I want something that resonates with me and I love my dogs like I love my dogs and I also was like I want to give back and Phoenix is such a great, so big, but so philanthropic. And it's a really great network. And I was like, so doing my two dogs names, I can every month donate proceeds to local animal shelters and tie it in that way. So two things I was passionate about. And so Winso is Winnie and Oso combined. Winso Bakery. And you're donating proceeds from your bakery yes. to local animal shelters. Yes. So last month was AAWL, the Arizona Animal Welfare League, which is where I rescued Winnie from two years ago. And I donated, um, they needed their dire need of natural laundry detergents. So we did that. We did treats, we did blankets um, and just sent it over to them. And then this month will be Love of Pups, which is where um, we rescued, or Brian rescued Oso from, our pity. So I and then no every idea. month will be, yeah, something. And sometimes yeah. it'll be like, I, I'll just talk to them, reach out. AAWL, I know because I still take Winnie there. Um, so, you know, they let me know. Um, but, you know, it'll be sometimes just send over money or, but like if they're in dire need of supplies, you know, try to do that. But I think it's important, important to give back. And so. Wow. I'm like. I'm, I mean, I shouldn't be shocked. I would say I'm shocked. I didn't realize that you, uh, you had, uh, put that much into, you know, 
what's in a name? There's so much into that name, you know? It goes a lot deeper because yeah. I heard that. I was like, oh, you know, it's your two dogs. And, you know, it goes together really nicely. But I love that you're able to kind of branch out to make it kind of a, a, a greater reaching, you know, for the greater good um, through like Thank just you. kind of your brand and your company and all that. And I think that's wonderful. And yeah, those are great. Uh, those are great organizations. I know when we lived there, uh, Alyssa was very in tune with, with what was going on with those places and constantly trying to get me to get another dog to uh, join our family. <laughs> yeah. That's you know, Which now all, you have. Which now we have. Yeah. Which now we have, um, which is, uh, you know, a new dog is not without its challenges, but I don't have to tell you that, you know, all about that. Uh, yeah. Miss Winnie oh has God. had quite Winnie. the transformation. <laughs> quite the transformation and you actually know that firsthand because you guys watch her yeah when uh and uh, yeah she she came from aawl and she i mean long 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 story short but she grew up on a farm with almost 60 other dogs totally outside in nevada these like i mean i'm just gonna say it awful people did not take care of the dogs so they just kept reproducing reproducing finally um, a neighbor called in on them 60 dogs all brought here they'd never been inside so they didn't know how to i mean they didn't know what like noises were so winnie would freak out if like a garbage truck would go by if a car would start um but now she like whenever the mailman comes like the loud truck she'll like run up to the door and she like wags her tail and barks so she's just a new dog she's the um head little girl around here she runs this house that's uh, very encouraging to hear because we're actually, uh, we're in, I mean, not nearly to the extent that Winnie is, but the dog that we have is very similar where she startles very much. And like her behavior is such that it just, it, it just seems like, I don't know, she's a little bit behind with where we want her to be right now with things. So, but just keep working with her. And fortunately she's oh, very and it'll sweet. Get better. So. Yeah. And she seems very comfortable where Winnie, you know, she was not like, she wouldn't even like we look at pictures where she used to just like look away from me and like she would put her head in between like the bed and the wall because she could not like look at me because I was just so repulsing to her. And at least Josie like rolls over for you guys. And that's true. I yeah. I feel like she's. Yeah, she's you know, the she... most submissive. Yeah. If you ever need to do something with her, you just pick her up and place her or do whatever you want. So yeah, in many regards, in many regards, yes, we are quite, we are quite uh, lucky to have her. But no, I remember Winnie, we looked after Winnie and I remember she escaped the backyard. She hopped over the fence oh and was gone. God. She should, you shouldn't, you sh probably should never have seen that dog again. Not should, but you know, I... like. No, I know. We talk about that. Like Brian and I to this day, like I'll be like, I, it was like a couple weeks after Christmas. I was like, do you remember when like Winnie like got away? Like I was like that, like she should not have come back. Like that is pure. Like that's insane. Yes. For the record, Alyssa and I both were at work. Uh, there was oh, another yeah. person. Yeah, yes, there was clear. another person at the house <laughs> who was looking after the dogs and um, decided to r leave the dogs outside and then run an errand. <laughs> so just vanished for God knows how long. And Winnie, being the crafty outdoors woman that she is, decided that she was tired of the backyard. So found a way to, I don't know, jump on a maybe a glass table that was in the backyard and then leap over the, I don't know, that was probably... Five, six foot fence, I'll bet. I mean, it was almost my height. It is. Yeah. And, and, and your house backed up to the freeway, which was also wild. So I was like, she's gone. Like, she's. She's gone. I mean. Yep. Yes. But um, and, we have her. She's sitting outside the room and mm -hmm. she's here. And fortunately, a good Samaritan in the neighborhood a few blocks away found a dog sitting in his garage. So he decided to close the garage. And just keep on, you know, keep the dog there until he developed a plan. And it just so happened that people were canvassing door to door looking for the dog and found Winnie. 
and she made it back. Amazing. Amazing. I mean, truly, it's 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 um it's so lucky, and we love her so so much. So it's like we're so grateful, but it's still something that like I do just have to laugh at it now. But it like also gives me a pit because it's just wild. Like that the, if the garage wasn't open, like it's crazy. All yes. the things that could yes. have happened, and but she's I here. Mean, yes, it's lucky for you guys. It's lucky for Winnie. It's probably most lucky for the person who let the dog out and escape. Because oh, they, oh, I don't know, they'd probably the be rat. underground right now. Yeah, they'd probably. Oh be my god! I, I, yeah, I, and we were in Cabo at the time, yes. so like no reception. So I was like, obviously, like hysterical, like just hysterical. And I was like, that person would. I don't know if I don't want to like put this on record on a podcast, but oh yeah, they would have had it coming if I did not have a dog. Yes, it was home. a horrible. It was a horrible <laughs> phone call to have to give, and that was the question: is how long do you wait before making the call? And I don't. I can't remember exact. I rem, I can actually remember exactly what the desk looked like that I was sitting at when I <laughs> heard about what was going on. Like it's that. Uh, yeah. one of those moments where you can probably ask me in 20 years, like, what was I doing when I first heard that Winnie got out of our backyard and had vanished and our idiot roommate, like had no idea what happened to the dog. So but anyways, would have thought though that two years later, she would have a bakery named after her. How far she has come. She's Winnie. come so far. Absolutely. So and she far. has a bakery named after her. So what yeah. exactly, so getting back to the bakery then, Wonderful tangent. I'm ready to talk about dogs at any time because it's very, <laughs> well, it's too. very forward in both of our lives. Um, so when did you start the bakery? You so you started it when the stay at home orders started. You said you had like a few weeks and then all of a sudden you're like, I've got to do something. I just need a new yes, outlet. So I started baking my, well, I mean like this and professionally, it was really November um, but then like, so like I said, throughout quarantine, like I was trying and I thought about it and there was a lot of, there were just so many answers or questions about the pandemic. Like I just did not know, like at everyone, like when things were going to start back up. So I really was like, okay, should I, shouldn't I? Because when I'm working, um, in the basketball industry, like I don't have any time, like it's like 15 hour days. So that kind of prevented me a little bit, but then as the pandemic kept going on, I was like, all right. So I started trying out recipes, I would say in the summer, the spring, summer. And I wanted to have a good catalog under my belt before going public. And then it was October, I bought the KitchenAid. And so then I went full force, like trying like more recipes with the dough hook and all that stuff that I couldn't do with my hands or just the manual little mixer before. And then right after that, so early November, that's when I started coming up with bakery names and I did my certification to be qualified to tea or teach to um, bake at home, the cottage license in Arizona. So all of that took about a month because you have to do a lot um, before you can legally cook at home. Sorry, I was shuffling <laughs> and, around. No, it's okay. I get antsy too. I'm, um, so yeah, so did all that and then... I started working on my website in November. This website has been such a labor of love. And, but right as I was like really steaming ahead with the website, I had a mechanic work on my car and he's a small business, obviously. So we were just talking and I was like, oh, like he was, he said something. And I was like, no, I totally get it. I'm having those same issues, like starting a small business. It was something about Yelp. And he was like, oh, what's your business? And I told him, I was like, oh, I'm just getting started with a bakery, an at-home bakery. And so he placed an order for the deal was, okay, I'm not going to charge you to work on your car, 
um, can you give me cookies? And then I'll pay my car was a little less than his order. So then he's like, then I'll pay the difference for cookies. And so it's like, yes. Okay. And I was so yeah, excited. Sure. Right? I was like, this is my first order. Totally organic, not like family or friends. So I was just so, so excited. Ran inside. I was like, I have an order. And so I made him chocolate chip cookies. And because this was like, I had confidence in my recipe, but this was the first time someone was trying it and paying for it. And so I remember driving home and I was like, oh my gosh, like, I hope he likes it. And I got a text. I was just turning into my neighborhood and he was like, these are without a doubt, the best chocolate chocolate chip cookies I've ever had. They're genius. And I just went inside and I still have goosebumps. My God, I'm pathetic. I make myself so happy. But I went inside and I was like, oh my God, Brian, he loved it. And then that next week he placed a big order and he um, did it for Christmas presents for like his church and his friends and his family. And after that, like from that big order he placed where he gave like a cookie to all these people with this big order, it just took off. And so from there, I just, a lot of like the back end business stuff, like website and like social media and marketing that I had planned to really do before I launched was put on hold because throughout the holiday season, I mean, I was baking, like I would get up and work and then I would do like lunch. I would bake for a couple hours to prepare for orders and then work some more. And then I'd be baking or like doing website, like trying to catch up with that for like another eight hours. Like it was, it was, it's been crazy but I, I love it. Like it makes me feel good and I made the right decision, but it's been nuts. It's been just wild. Yeah, that is crazy. I mean, that's got to be pretty crazy validation, right? Because I think it's interesting that you said that, that this is the first time that somebody is, uh, you know, that this isn't like a gift or a favor or something nice to share with somebody. This is now officially a product and right. Like yes. a product is only as good as what your customers say that they are. Uh, yeah. And it seems like, you got exactly the kind of reaction that would instill confidence to be like, you know, maybe I really am. Like, yeah, I'm onto something like, cause I mean, we all knew your chocolate chip cookies were bomb and I'm sure that you also knew that they were fire, but <laughs> to get that kind of a response, not only that, but what a great problem to have, you know, uh, all this secondary stuff, all of the social media and, the uh, um, website and all the marketing stuff to just kind of taking a back seat to actually just working with the product. Like what a wonderful problem yeah. to have, you know? Um, it really was. And that's why I would try to not let myself get too stressed or I just have to focus like, okay, I have orders. That's what you want. Like what is better than word of mouth, you know, especially this right now, like you need word of mouth and baking. That was another thing I was like, I just had to get out of my head and I was like, I'm just going to do it because it's not like there's a lack of bakeries, especially in, not even in Phoenix, like just in Tempe, you know, bakeries are everywhere. Mm -hmm. So I was really like, I know I have a good product, but I need to show people and show people, okay, why should you come to me compared to this bakery or this bakery, you know? And so not even having from the start to like get myself out there, but just having the word of mouth naturally and so organically from the start was such an awesome, awesome feeling. Yeah, that's great. And that's... I mean, my business, I, I like to think I'm somewhat business minded. I'm not, I don't own a business. I've never started a business. I've worked in sales is about my like extent of, uh, business and marketing and things like that. But, um, basically what I know from business, I learned from shark tank and I oh, remember that. It. Yeah. And I always found it the best when people, uh, when they would ask the, you know, whoever the business owners are, how much do you spend in marketing? And when people are like, I don't spend any money on marketing, like that's how, you know, 
when it's all driven by the customer is the end result. When all of a sudden people are asking for your product and you don't have to go around telling people why they should want it. You just have people, word of mouth is so valuable, right? It is. Yes. So, so valuable. And it's, it's hard. But like I said, I just was like, and this is just anyone, right? Like there's, it's a podcast, people are listening for entertainment, but to gain knowledge, I just think it's so important, whether it be food or any industry, you just like when you know, like every market is saturated, like unless you're just totally reinventing the wheel with something random, like more than likely when you're going into something like you, you just started the there's other podcasts out there, but like there's other bakeries, there's other whatever out there, but you just have to have confidence and know it, you know, and that's where it's just like, get out of my head. Like, don't look at other people's stuff. Like just, I know I have a bomb ass cookie and like, I know what I can do. So it's just like getting out there and just doing it. Cause that was in my head at first. It was like, well, I don't know. There's so much out there, but yeah, now I'm grateful. And I guess before I forget, um, so you do have a website, do you have, you have a website that's up and running now? <laughs> So I have a website, winsobakery.com, and it was up last week for like two days, but I'm really big, speaking of like getting yourself out there on SEO, which is search engine optimization. Mm-hmm. And um, so basically I had it up and I really like, I have my website through Wix and I was like, it comes with this whole SEO package with through Google. And I, you have to have your website published to do it. And I was like, I don't have the time to now do SEO because I had orders. So they have someone doing my SEO for me, but they had to unpublish my website. So it's done, but they're just doing the SEO for me. So it's now unpublished. Okay. Um, but maybe by the time this is live, they'll be done. I don't know. But yeah, yeah winsobakery.com. That's great. And then uh, do, are you on social media at all? Yes, Winso Bakery on Instagram and Winso Bakery on Facebook. And if you go to the website, that reminds me, and subscribe to my um, email list, there's a coupon code for 10% off your first order. Oh, fantastic. And if you're a teacher, work at a local animal shelter, a nurse, a veteran, or active military, I think that's it. You get 10% off any time you order, not just your first time order. That's awesome. Good for you. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah, I know you are uh, totally with it. Totally legit. Yeah, I try. I try. So one other thing that um, um, I really wanted to talk to you about was developing recipes. Because baking oh, yes. baking is something that's really foreign to me. Like I, I cook all the time. Uh, and it's just mm-hmm. kind of me uh, blindly going around and kind of leaning on things I've cooked in the past. And eventually I can kind of shape it to something that where it's like good whenever I'm done with it. Baking is, uh, I don't know. Baking is like calculus to me. Where like, I don't really, it is, although actually I did is, take a little bit of calculus. Math. I know a little bit of calculus, but like to me, it's this, uh, this alchemy art form and like, oh, can yeah. you, can, so you've obviously been baking like forever. So when it was time to develop a product that you were going to put your name on and sell, can you just talk a little bit about what your process was like for like coming up with the recipes? Was it, you know, were some of them already done? Did you have to tinker a lot with some of them or just, um, what was that experience like? Are, are they so, still, are they still changing? You know, are they always changing? I don't know. Some are. Well, okay. So the chocolate chip was one, like I said, I had always done. And then I kind of, before it went, before I started selling, I was like, I want it. Like I was never satisfied with it. So I was like, let me make it a little bit better. And now I have that one finalized. But I knew going into it, I was like, 
I don't want to be an at-home baker. If this takes off, I don't want to always be an at-home baker. So eventually, I'd love to have my own storefront and bakery. So when developing recipes, I was like, I need to keep that in mind because I can't start out with a recipe and then change it later on, meaning like I can't when I'm trying to scale it and make large batches, I have to think about the end profit, mm -hmm. you know, and I can't be doing all these random things that are going to be taking out um, a profit and taking time, extra time when I'm making large batches. So I really kept that in mind when making recipes. Um, that was first. And then also I knew I liked, I like big, big cookies. You know, these aren't like we say on them, these aren't like your average cookies. They're almost a half a pound. They're like six ounces, sometimes a little over. No cookies smaller than four. So I was keeping that in mind too. And it's like you said, baking is a freaking science. Like, and I was not good at science or math in school. I was awful. And so it was really like learning the chemistry and like to get them big and keep them consistent and what um, like ingredients worked and what like made them spread. And it was, it was such a learning curve. It was such a, oh my God, the way, the time and the money spent on ingredients. Oh my gosh. Like not every recipe is like <laughs> fantastic. I have many fails come out of our oven. Would, um, so, real quick, uh, before I forget, would you like to hear a real life anonymous review of your bakery? I have one. Anonymous. Anonymous. I stress anonymous. <laughs> but I have it. It just happened to come up um, in conversation with one of my friends from Phoenix, and she actually is a customer of yours. And what she had to say, I thought was so high praise. Oh I thought gosh, it would be great. I it know would be who great. No, 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 no. And I, I'm going to keep it PG. I'm going to keep it PG. Okay. Okay. Dude, her bakery, it's disgusting. I ordered her salted caramel. Oatmeal, chocolate chip, and cookies and cream. I've never been such a fat A-word as I was the weekend I got them. I had to have a come to Jesus. So that's it. I did not Thanks, even... Anonymous. I, yeah, I Yeah, so that's... Uh, anybody who's curious, if you want... Yeah, if you want orders that will literally wreck your entire weekend, whatever mojo you have going on in your health and fitness, and you're just trying to get off the rails real quick, but in like the best way possible, if you're looking for your own come to Jesus, then... Um, I love that. Yeah, but I, I, I love... thought it was so good. That was a totally unsolicited review, too. I think I was just... Um, I was just... What, where did they even come up with? I think maybe I was just talking about the podcast or something like that. And then yeah. Yeah, she felt compelled to just go... I'm sorry, this person, I will not... <laughs> Mention whether it's a male or female. Um, well, I wasn't go. sure at first, uh, but then, well, I, then I knew. I was like, I Who said we too both much. Know? I said too much. And then much. when you said the yep. types of cookies, yeah, I never forget an oh, order. Oh, I guess the order. Yeah, the order you wouldn't. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. But I was going to make a um, point. But, to yeah, be what is a just, compliment. Um, yeah. No. You know. There you go. Talk about Thank word of you. mouth. Word of mouth, right there. Yeah, word of mouth. There's actually a barbecue place. Going back to barbecue by us in Tempe called Word of Mouth Grill. And I love it because you would never know it's in it's a bomb barbecue. My God, phenomenal. The what are we talking here? But brisket? They do brisket? Bri oh, brisket. They're mac and cheese. Oh, my God. Oh, oh that my God. Like Come to Jesus, barbecue. as Anonymous said. Oh, it is phenomenal. Um, but yeah, they're word of mouth grill. And I was driving by it the other day and I was like, I just love, love their name. It's so funny because you would never know. Like, I would not know it was barbecue. Um, but we just happened to go there one day searching for barbecue. I would think it was like a, I don't know, a pub by the name, mm -hmm. but yeah, word of mouth. It's everything. And they know that. 
And if they do brisket, then that's probably worth checking out as long as they do it right. I'm still learning how to oh, do it right. Oh, they do it. They do it right. Yeah, your um, video, I saw the, bar, what was it, barbacoa, Whole30 barbacoa. Yes, barbacoa. That turned um, out really well. I wonderful. was, I, I was very proud of that. That was, uh, yeah, since doing, you should be. Yeah, since starting munching with Michael, I've uh, tried to put a lot more like energy into the things that I cook. And uh, in the last, yeah, in the last couple months have been probably some of the top few meals that I can, that I can remember where I'm like, that's one of the best meals I've ever cooked for sure. Uh, and it's Everything looks great. Yeah. So you're liking it. You're liking being it. Cause I always think of you as a cook though. Like you would, you're always, when I would come over, you would feed me and it was wonderful. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, most of the stuff that I made was like, uh, just kind of like food as fuel, you know, like I just, I cook yeah. really like when I cook for myself, it's always been just really simple. Like I'm literally like I microwave baked potato or I microwave sweet potatoes. <laughs> I cook chicken breasts in the instant pot and shred it with like ranch or barbecue or whatever. I'm very much just like a, a boring, uh, boring stuff. So this has been nice because, uh, it's like, oh, you know, what, what is something that I think uh, is like really cool, would be really cool to make. Um, and then I just get to have an excuse to go out and make it and turn it into something to share with people. And, you know, whether or not anybody like takes a look at it, it's not really the point, you know, it's just trying to, um, I don't know, just have fun with it. I mean, it's the same thing. I mean, even uh, uh, Munching with Michael has a similar story where it was March. It was like mid-March and all the stay-at-home orders had come out and uh, Michael, um, he was out of work as a chef. And uh, I was in San Antonio by myself. Alyssa was still living in Phoenix and working at home without really any social outlets or anything to do. And that was just kind of the genesis of this whole hobby, this whole project, um, this whole uh, social media empire, if you will was just, hey, you know, we've got this thing that we want to do and we've got this uh, abundance of time and we just need to do something. Like you just got to have something to keep your mind busy, right? It's like you said, after a couple of weeks. Yeah. First couple of weeks, it's like, yeah, this is nice. I can just, you know, stay at home in my pajamas. And then after two weeks, you're like, oh my God, am I going to like put pants on today? Like something's got to get What a on. weird, yeah, weird time. But it's like you're saying, it's fun. Like when you enjoy it, it's fun. Mm -hmm. So at least you're having fun. But then if it goes somewhere, you know, that's what's great. You're profiting or, you know, moving up based on a hobby and something you enjoy doing. That's, that's the life. Yeah. And I mean, for me, for me with this, at least it's just producing quality content. That's really what I yeah. want. Like if I can like throw up a video and I can watch that video a month later and like enjoy watching it or remember that meal, or maybe a friend says something about watching it and you know they got a laugh or like oh that recipe wow like what you made looked really good like you know that's that that to me is all i'm looking for really with it and yeah if all of a sudden this can become somewhat of a hobby even learning social media skills and things like that like what a great thing to know right like for anybody yeah, exactly like in my professional um, life my nine to five at you know social media has no part like there's i don't really see a way for that to translate as a skill but who knows maybe it can you know if you, if no, you guys have, or you or and Michael, the first episode, but you've done a great job in YouTube and podcast. It's a lot. And then you have the editing. So it's not like you're just cooking and done. It's been wonderful. And I, I texted you, but I sincerely meant it. And you never heard Brian say this, but um, I was talking to one of our friends or two of our friends. And I was like, I loved, love, love the podcast. And Brian was like, I thought I heard her laughing. And I thought she was listening to John Jay and Rich, like just like laughing. I was listening to your podcast. Oh, and he was that's like, awesome. I didn't know. Yeah, I like I loved it. And I really like I started at work and I was not getting anything done. I was so like 
enthralled with the stories and like connecting. And I was like, okay, I have to wait until after work because I was not being productive. Loved it. Yeah. Phenomenal. Michael's a great guy too. I think, yeah, I think that, that what I need to do, I need to learn how to get better at uh, like uh, audio feeds and stuff like that. Cause I think it'd be really cool. Like I wish Michael was on right now too. Like I would love to hear what a chef like what his questions are for you. Cause he's really into sourdough. I don't know if you've seen any of his baking videos. He is a sourdough, uh, like guru, like uh, his videos are amazing. And I really want to try. I've baking seen some, some of the pictures. I haven't watched the videos yet, a big yet, but I know that from the podcast and there were a lot, cause he talked about that sourdough. Was it Sunday? Sourdough. Sourdough Saturday. Saturday. He, we're Saturdays. only one weekend. He already dropped the ball, but he assured me, he assured <laughs> me and, uh, and the rest of the, uh, the crew that, uh, the, his video is coming. I guess sourdough just takes a long time in video editing. He has a child, so he's got a, a free yeah, pass to it. any timeline commitment, you know? Yeah, that is very true. It's Super Bowl weekend too. So it's just, you know, a lot yeah, I on. didn't watch it. But I'm a Packer oh. fan, so I was like, I was, gonna I say, was like, I, it was you... still a little too fresh. But I did, I did follow the um, score. I did check in on the score, and uh, not I that was, exciting. Not that exciting. But you know what? I'm so happy for Bruce Arians. Like I remember when Bruce Arians was yeah. the head coach in Phoenix uh, for the yeah. Cardinals, and like what a likable guy. And um, truly, and uh, the whole coaching staff, very diverse. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, it's a great story. To me, I don't think Tom Brady getting another ring is very interesting, but I think the <laughs> the Bucks defense preventing a touchdown by Kansas City, I think that's yeah. tremendous. Todd Bowles, hell of a um, job. Yeah, it was. Uh, yeah, we, we just wanted a good game. And I will tell you, after halftime, we started playing a card game and we just had it on in the background like we were not captivated by any yeah. means. It was but I mean, good for the people that one. That's what I heard. Yeah. Everybody, like every, all of my feeds and stuff like that seem to, um, suggest that it just really wasn't a very riveting or exciting game. Like even a, a blowout, a blowout loss can still be exciting, you know, depending on how it it goes, but that's too bad. And Brian kept saying, I don't want it to be a boring game. And I was like, there's no way it's going to be a boring game. You wouldn't think so. My gosh. Go figure. How was, did you guys watch the halftime show? Oh, did we? I love the weekends. Yeah. Love the weekends. Actually, you guys lived here. I asked because I know I was like, Alyssa, I'm pretty sure like enjoys the weekend as well. And so I asked, I was like, he's coming to concerts. Um, and so I know she would go if you guys were here. Um, so I was very excited that he was performing. And I know he's gotten so much hate, but I loved it. And I was like, he had so many restrictions with COVID. I want to like stick up for him. Like he needs my support, but he had so many restrictions and I loved it. And actually today we, um, have our, we got our tickets to see him next year in April. So I'm very excited. Oh, that's like his awesome. Concert was like the, I was like, I don't know how he's going to be, but I loved it. Did you watch it? No, I didn't. I've been meaning to, uh, um, I will, I will. That was the one thing I said is I really wanted to, uh, hear, or I wanted to see the Super Bowl halftime performance. I've always been really interested in him as a performer i've actually always known him as brisket head there's a running joke i call him brisket head. yeah <laughs> because he performed at a uh, oh man this must have been oh maybe five six years ago he performed during the um victoria's secret uh yes. fashion show and i he must yes. have been relatively early on in his career but his hair was such that his hair was like up and i yeah. know exactly yep. yes can picture this app uh, yeah and when I, Alyssa told me that that's how you refer to him, I, Brisket. I was like, I want, I was like, I wonder if it's because I didn't think of the Victoria's Secret moment, but I thought of that hairstyle mm-hmm. he had very early on. And 
totally makes sense. Yeah, we're totally probably just sense. sitting around watching the Victoria's Secret fashion show for the reasons that a bunch of bachelors would sit around and watch the Victoria's Secret fashion show. <laughs> and we just see this guy that we've never heard of before, don't know anything about him. And yeah, it's just brisket head. And I still think uh-huh. brisket head. But yeah, but he's turned into quite the prolific performer, right? Like, and I told, I love that. Like, he's just, well, he I seems like he's just a really theatrical guy. Like, you know, whether or not he he's is. performing, he's just got this kind of larger than life persona where anytime he's in the public eye, he's performing, even if he's not performing. Right. I love that. I well, he had this whole era, like the public or the public, the plastic surgery that I don't know if you saw those like pictures where it was this whole era over the past year, like leading up to the Super Bowl and all of, all of his live performances prior to the Super Bowl, like he was in bandages and stuff. Sure. So and it people kind of didn't know. People Taylor didn't know Swift. if that was part yeah. of an act, right? Like they weren't sure. Exactly. Like, I feel like exactly. I, I remember the picture circulating for a few months, and then eventually it it seemed like it was kind of like a performance art sort of a thing, or some sort of a statement. Yeah. And uh, I love it. I thought, love it. Yeah. Oh yeah. Absolutely. And the memes that came out of you'll know when you watch the performance. The memes have been God. I love a good like pop culture moment that's just the next day you get such quality social media content like i've just been dying all day yeah the memes and videos a lot of the ones um, i've seen have been maybe that's just my feeds but they've been a uh, gi related like a lot of people have been talking about like, like going to the bathroom or like eating some like i don't know spicy food or just like i i gotta watch it i gotta watch it because i'm out of the loop right now and obviously like working on the munching with michael stuff is completely food driven so like obviously i'm very yeah. skewed with what people are saying with with uh with memes and all that stuff but yeah if people are talking that means that there was something to see i mean exactly right? yeah I liked it. I liked it. But again, I was like, I love him. So there was some bias, but I didn't know how he was going to be. And he has a lot of music that's not, I would say, geared towards Americans watching the Super Bowl, you know, a good chunk of the country. So I was wondering what he was going to perform, but it was good. Good. Okay. Well, you, he gets your stamp of approval. I'll, uh, <laughs> like I will he really be... needs it. Yeah. As soon as I get, uh, as soon as I get some time, it's just been so go, go, go. When I get some time, I will sit down and watch that. Was not interested in the game, but I was definitely interested in checking out that halftime performance and I'm okay with the outcome. I was really gunning for Kansas city. I really like Andy Reid. I really like Patrick Mahomes. There's not like a Kansas city is just an easy team to like right now. You know, it seems like they have so much fun with all yeah. their success and they're so much fun to watch like the offensive juggernauts and Tampa Bay was just this team that's been kind of in the mix all season long, and then they started gelling really well. And but man, that team that played, yeah, wild, so good. It was the, insane. Oh the Buccaneers team that showed up and beat Green Bay, like I couldn't believe it. I watched it, and I wasn't even mad afterwards. Like a lot of times, watching Green Bay lose in the playoffs has been gut wrenching to me. I mean, I still actually this is true. I had to stop following the Packers social media. I I deleted all my like NFL updates and stuff like that. I had to go off the grid for like a week. <laughs> Um, which is just kind of part of my ritual, but, uh, no, I mean, you know, hats off to Tampa Bay. They, they, yeah, the team I saw was like, man, yeah, that's a, that's a good team. Sometimes you great, win, team. Good team. great I team, mean, great team. Yeah. So that's that. So you were busy on the Super Bowl. Now I saw some pictures of some Super Bowl cookies. So yes. actually, okay. So I've got two questions. I'm going to ask two questions and I'd like you to answer mm-hmm. them in whatever order you want. Number one, I wanted to know, totally. could you tell me, uh, so it's Super Bowl weekend you guys hosted or were you guys guests? We hosted and I want to make this clear because I know we're in a pandemic. We didn't host like a big shindig. It was a super, you wouldn't say us. it was a super spreader. 
It, it, no, it was no. not a super spreader. Yeah. Yeah. But we had a, I could make a, such a bad joke. It wasn't, right now, it wasn't downtown Tampa Bay is what you're saying. <laughs> No, it wasn't the entire state of Florida, yeah. the mess of a state. <laughs> like, like, I'm not going to lie. I, uh, I'm, I'm in, uh, I mean, I, yeah, I come from like, uh, my dad's a public health doc and like, I work at a military hospital right now. I'm a healthcare provider and I'm very much uh, a champion of progressive, like, uh, themes when it comes to public health, you know, I'm fully vaccinated yeah. and all that. But uh, I heard a lot of the stories coming out about like all the debauchery in downtown Tampa Bay. And they're like, <laughs> despite, despite uh, recommendations from local public health officials, city still <laughs> celebrates Super Bowl victory in the streets. And even I was like, well, no shit. Like, like yeah. what are you expecting? Don't try to turn that into a story. There is no story to be had there. Like they is, could have lost and they would have celebrated. Florida just does what Florida wants. There is nothing like... They they've been doing it the whole time. They it, that's just Florida. Yeah, and for it better or for great worse. Entertainment. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and that's coming from somebody living in Texas, where Texas, I feel like Texas and Florida <laughs> share a lot in common. I think, I think Florida is just they're really kind of the same as Texas, oh, but they're just like they're off the deep end. Yeah, they're worse. wild. Yeah, I guess Florida if, man. If all Florida you have to do- wasn't a state, then Texas would be. I feel like our country's Florida, but thank God for Florida because no one can surpass the like tomfoolery that they just do daily. That's for sure. Absolutely true. Absolutely true. But okay, all right. Anyways, getting back to it though. So you did not host a super spreader event on Super Bowl Sunday. You <laughs> no. had a small gathering with close friends. I'm assuming yes. that nobody, uh, you guys were probably appropriately distanced, I would guess. Probably we not. Were, we were. We weren't laying on top yeah, of yeah. each other. Okay. I mean, yeah, before COVID, that was not our favorite thing to do either. But yeah. after COVID. <laughs> okay. okay. But yeah, we went, We stayed apart like couples sat by each other. Sure, 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 sure. So, yeah. uh, okay. So then here are the questions. So you're hosting Super Bowl Sunday. You have a bomb ass mm-hmm. bakery. What did you prepare for Super Bowl? And what was my second question? I had another question. It was, what are you going to have for Super Bowl? What did you have for Super Bowl? And, oh, I don't know. One generally that I wanted to talk about, one general topic is your range of products. Because we've heard about the chocolate chip cookies. We know that uh, salted caramel will get you off the rails and basically ruin your life in a matter (laughs) of days. Get you off the rails? Yeah. (laughs) But tell me about Super Bowl Sunday and tell me about the range of what you're making. What do, what do you have on your menu right now? Okay, Super Bowl Sunday. Do you want like non-bakery items too or non-dessert items too? You know what? Or just I think dessert? so. I think so. Start with dessert. Okay. Start with dessert and then let me know what else you decided. Because yes, you have your own bakery, but uh, your uh, culinary expertise does not stop uh, at baked goods. Thank you. I must say anytime I'm just feeling down... I will contact you because your compliments have been top notch and I love it. I Truly. spit truth. I don't compliment. Ending my Monday I just on a high say what note. I notice. I just say what I notice. <laughs> Look at that though. Like you're like topping your, when I'm like the compliment thing, it's just always so lovely. Um, but okay. So starting with desserts, I made sugar cookies, which I have a story about later because sugar cookies and I have not been friends, but we, we amended our relationship yesterday. They turned out fantastic. So I made sugar cookies with um, buttercream frosting, and I decorated them like in footballs. I did jerseys, so I did Gronk, Brady, and Mahomes jerseys, and then footballs, like footballs helmets. Like, and I did their little logo. 
And then I made um, chocolate cupcakes with a chocolate buttercream frosting. And I made those into like, I took all the cupcakes and I put them into a football shape. And then for, so that was it for desserts. No chocolate chip cookies yesterday. It was all, um, they got the chocolate with the cupcakes. Did they complain? No, they did not complain. And I thought I was going to be like left with a lot of desserts only because I made a lot. Like sugar cookies and cupcakes, it makes a lot. Sure. Um, But they ate them and it was great. And if anyone complains, I'd be like, shut up and eat the cupcakes. Yeah. Sit down. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, no, I'm not you? that I would get a complaint. Come on now. Yeah. <laughs> Um, and then food, I had a nacho and taco bar. So I made, um, burria, bur- like I'm saying it's so like not authentic, but burria I made for the first time. And it was, I mean, like so good. I'm sorry. Like if anyone made it, I just love like shred. It's like the barbacoa kind of yeah. just in that yeah, yeah, sauce, yeah. but like, I love it. So I was nervous to make that, but I made that. And then I had, um, you know, like the nacho and taco bar fixins. I made a lote and, um, oh, the buffalo chicken dip, which I always have at any time anyone comes over. Oh, yeah. We um, know about the buffalo yeah. chicken dip. Oh, my God. We don't have to go <laughs> into that right now. But yeah. we know about the buffalo chicken dip. <laughs> yeah. Um, Aphrodisiac, yeah, so it was a I've great, heard. <laughs> quite, yeah. Only on Thanksgiving. Yeah. Only yeah, on yeah. Thanksgiving. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah, but it was a it was a good spread. We'll be having the Bria tonight for dinner for leftovers. Brian requested that again, so it makes my life easy. That sounds like a killer Which spread. Was a, it was a good spread. Yeah, yeah we had some veggies spread. to get our greens in, but yeah, it was good. Simple but good. You know, Super Bowl. Yep. Easy to eat. Absolutely. I thought about and making then, wings. Um, I did not make wings. Yeah. Know. What did you guys have? Oh, you had short you broken your Dutch oven. Oh my yeah, God. I spent the day so uh, good. With, uh, with short ribs, short ribs, uh, beef short rib has been on my radar is something I want to make for a very long time. And, uh, I, I, w- I went back and forth about whether or not to make a video of it. And I ultimately I decided not to, cause when you have a video, it's a lot of pressure. And, uh, the yeah. more, the more you do it, like it originally is like a fun thing, but once you try to start getting good at it, uh, then all mm-hmm. of a sudden, if you don't, if you're not confident that it's going to be good, it doesn't sound fun anymore. Uh, so there were too many things I was doing for the first time, so I didn't bother. But yeah, no, 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 we did. A, that makes sense. Yeah, beef short it ribs. It looks phenomenal. They, How was it? How because I I love short ribs, but I've never attempted to make it. Oh, it was so good, and they were pretty easy to do too. So it seems like for me, uh, with a beef short rib, there's two ways to go. Um, you can either, if you're going to do it like a, uh, like a central Texas smoke style, you just stick it on the smoker forever. Uh, you could do like mm-hmm. five, six hours on the smoker or traditional short rib seems like you typically braise it in like a red wine sauce. So I actually mm. did both. So I just threw it on Yum. the smoker for two, two and a half hours, like a traditional Texas with just a real basic rub. Uh, and then that's what I did. That's how I broke in the Dutch oven. So I just, uh, yeah, I did like a pretty simple red wine sauce. Uh, braise it in the oven for a few hours and then we just had it with some mashed potatoes and asparagus and yeah it was good oh it was really good holy crap yeah i like how the entire country was having like wings nachos dips and you had short ribs yeah mashed potatoes and asparagus that was one of them i literally that was that was one of the best meals i've ever made that was definitely a confidence booster and like you know maybe i'm actually good at cooking because this is phenomenal Alyssa didn't like the gravy the gravy was literally just a reduction of uh all the juice that was uh, in the Dutch oven with the braising. So it was just like red wine, beef stock, uh, oh, a bunch God, of like aromatics and stuff so like that. Good. Reduce it down. It was obscene. It was obscene how good it was. Yeah, Alyssa. I've never cooked oh with, God, I've never really cooked with wine either. So this is like a totally new avenue. I actually watched Julia and Julia uh, for the first time <laughs> yes. recently. And I'm like, I need to yeah. start cooking everything with 
butter and red wine. But anyways. Um, that sounds, so I saw obviously the Instagram, which I, I totally understand. Like it's a lot when you're trying a recipe like that, like even when it seems simple, there's a lot, like you have to, it's a slow and what is it? Low and slow. Yep. Um, it's detailed, mm-hmm. but I think you should make it again so I can follow it and like video it. Yeah, no, I would like YouTube. to. The only thing too, is the way that I'm doing it now, I film with a phone and like a gooseneck clip. So every time you Mm -hmm. film something, you have to set up the shot and make sure the shot is good. So especially for this recipe, it was like uh, it was preparing the short rib and then going outside and then bringing it back in. And then it was the mashed potatoes and then the asparagus. So like I typically will do like one meat dish where I like prep it inside, go cook it outside and then finish it off inside. And that's it. But there was there was just too much going on. And I actually did want to like make a full meal. So I'm hoping, yeah. yeah, so on the radar is maybe get a, uh, like, uh, a camera, a dedicated camera, like kind of more of a vlogging oriented camera with just like a tripod that I can just carry around. So it's not such a pain in the butt to set up shots and stuff like that. But if I could make it, I would love to make a video of that. That would be a good recipe, but I actually, totally. I have, I've got two other, I've got two of them in the feeder right now that I have to do before I can think about another one. Um, no, it looks, I mean phenomenal that was good. and like when you lifted the uh lid on the dutch oven yeah oh my gosh yeah i that's why i told brian i was like i want for valentine's day we're trying to figure out where to go and i was like i want either salmon or beef short ribs after i saw your post so you've like motivated me i'm determined i'm trying to think and you cook salmon too yeah 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 smoked salmon smoked salmon turned out really good yeah that one i do all the time yeah, salmon's easy that to do. Amazing. If uh, I'll after we're done with this, if you, who knows? I'm sure that you have a very like detailed and sophisticated knowledge of the uh, the who's who of <laughs> eateries in Phoenix. But I feel like when I worked there, I went to enough like work dinners that uh, I've had a lot of really really good short rib uh, in Phoenix. So well, the problem is we are late to the game, and everywhere is there's no reservations. Like not even if we want to do weekend. like a nine o'clock or a three o'clock. That's right. That's yeah, this the weekend, weekend, and we're gonna see you. So we're yeah, gonna celebrate, right. like see you all weekend, and then have a great dinner after. So it's gonna be a phenomenal weekend. I'm very excited to see you guys. That's right. I completely forgot about that. That's in four days. That's coming up in four days. That'll be good. We will be in yeah. Phoenix in four days because we were supposed to do a final walkthrough at our wedding venue, and then. That didn't happen, but we said, well, let's keep that weekend. <laughs> yeah, Phoenix in February is always a really nice time. Uh, and it's supposed to be gorgeous this weekend. Sure Sunday's going to rain, but you guys are leaving. So it's like perfect. You're yeah. going to be like 70 degrees. And in San Antonio, Texas, the overnight lows this weekend, last time I checked two days ago, was going to be like 25 below freezing. So it's going to be under freezing, which is funny because right now all of our uh, compadres in Milwaukee, where my family and friends are, I think Mm -hmm. they, I'll bet they probably don't even have a degree right now. It's probably zero. It might be negative for all I know right now. Yeah. They've been like polar vortexing. Yeah. Oh, no. I didn't know that was a thing until I lived in Ohio. Yeah. I take that back. They actually, it's nine degrees there. So they actually have nine degrees. They're fine. They've got tons of degrees. But single digits. (sighs) Can't do it. Can't do it. They send no, me pictures cannot. of that. My parents will send me a picture and they're like, look how beautiful the snow is. I'm like, what's wrong with you people? Why you, like you don't have no, to it's... It's like there are places in this world where they, you don't have to deal with that. But you know, it's beautiful in its own way, I guess. 
It's beautiful to visit. I could never move back to Ohio. Oh, no. my God. The day after graduation, I drove out to Arizona, actually. I was like, fine. <laughs> that was it. We were uh, done. <laughs> yeah. Well, I decided a week before I graduated. I was like, well, 10 days. I was like, I am going to move. Um, and so, yeah. And I, God, I love Arizona. But it's just like not the snow. And you know, like cleaning your car. And it's just such a process. Like, People talk crap about the heat, but it's like, we're fine. Like, we're not out there shoveling our car in our driveways for an hour. You can't shovel like sunshine, work. right? You cannot shovel sunshine, God. as they say. Such a, like, pretentious, That's the most quote, pretentious but I love it. Say, yeah. But who knows? And you want to know what? I love the idea of moving back to Arizona, but here's the question that I have. Are they going to have a, is that a sustainable place to live? In 30 years? Is Are that... you talking about with the heat? Did you just read that article? Is that why you're saying it? Because No, not article. at all. I think about these things. I'm like, <laughs> well, you know, Arizona, Phoenix is a great place to live as long as the Colorado River. I felt like I spent enough time nif- listening to NPR in Phoenix to know, yeah. like, we all need to be, like, monitoring what's going on with the Colorado River very, very strictly, you know, and closely. And people ask me, like, so when you lived in Phoenix, like, were there water shortages or, like, did people have to conserve? I'm like, no. I I never noticed it once. It seemed odd to me that, like, everybody acted in Phoenix like water is this infinite thing that's never going to run out. And I'm like, that doesn't make sense because they're literally pulling all of their water from the Colorado River, which is also responsible for, I don't know, like, four other states, right? Like, I feel like it's a a pretty major. So anyways, so those are the things I think about. No, it's... I don't know. It's definitely going to happen. I mean, there's just no, especially with how our, the climate's going, it's going to happen. But I don't know. I just, in our lifetime, I mean, I feel like it definitely our children's and grandchildren, if you have kids, you know what I mean? Lifetime. Like it's, it's definitely going to happen. I totally agree with you. Yeah. Just like I win. don't know for sure. But I know that it, it, we're, I think we were talking about this a little bit. The real estate projections for the next two to three years are very promising. Oh, God. So in the short term, we don't have to worry. You don't have to worry about that in the short term. Yeah. Um, yeah, real estate here. I mean, the whole country, but oh my gosh, Phoenix is just an yeah. animal. Everybody wants, yeah, everybody wants to go. It's a beautiful place to be. It really is. Um, it is. It's beautiful, but it's like pushing back the time Brian and I can purchase a house. Well, he owns, so I can own. And um, I'm just like, stay put, you guys. Just stay. Stay put. You're driving wherever up the prices are, and taking there. all the yeah. houses. Yeah, wherever you are, I'm so terrible. sorry. Oh, that's okay. Um, Alexa just started yelling. No, it was Alexa. It was Alexa. She's so finicky. Yeah. She's listening. <laughs> she's, she's always listening. Always listening. <laughs> the silence is nice, isn't it? Yeah. It was a busy day. It was a busy day. <laughs> you? It's nice to be able to just sit went... for a second. <laughs> Like, so I thought you were going to say something. Um, yeah, I'm actually, I'm trying out this new, um, I've got this uh, new foam on my microphone. I had like a traditional mm-hmm. windscreen before, uh, but I've got this foam. So I, I'm like, I feel like I'm like leaning against it because it's like soft and it looks really, uh, it looks nice. Um, so I'm gonna have to look at this after the fact to make sure I don't have to edit out like this weird mouth breathing. I don't know if I've been like mouth breathing this time. I, I don't hear anything. And I will say no one can see this except we're on FaceTime. But yeah. you um, remind me of Howard Stern, the setup. Very professional. Oh, nice. Very Howard Stern. Yeah, this is it's yeah. all just random stuff I had. Um, I, I bought a lot of uh, music and uh, um, 
audio equipment when I stopped working at Guitar Center. I called it my own personal severance package. I just bought a <laughs> bunch of stuff with my employee discount and it's been sitting around. That actually was one of my reasons for really wanting to start this podcast. I'm like, I've got this cool audio equipment. Like, I'd like to see if I can make some good quality recordings. Um, so yeah, it just gives me an excuse to use them. So that's been good. The quality was great too in the first episode. Yeah, really yeah, I wonderful. it sounded pretty good. Yeah, it sounded fine. Um, but one thing we still haven't talked about is your, and I still want to talk about this is how many different, uh, recipes do you have in your catalog right now in your menu? So you mentioned cookies, you mentioned cupcakes. Yes. What is the spread? What is the spread? What is the scope okay. of your business? So, okay. So I wanted to make sure because everyone knows me for cookies, but I was like, I want to make sure it's when, so bakery or anything, I, my name was like not cookie shop. So I was like, I need a start out like not with just cookies so besides cookies which i can get into some random flavors later i have cupcakes i have cake which you'll be trying this weekend because i will be making a funfetti cake for one of our friends 30th birthdays um so i have cakes i have cinnamon rolls for my pastries and then i'm in the process of developing like a homemade like my own version of a pop tart but not like as um hard and like dry more I mean, of a I toaster strudel don't get me wrong Exa- yes exactly like i am not knocking pop tarts that was my childhood and i'm proud of that but toaster and strudels were the I fancy have... pop tarts they're for the I fancy know, kids i never had toaster strudels like i i didn't i've never had one in my entire life i've been around them like my roommates in college loved them but i've never had one not even a bite they were too bougie um yeah, too bougie for me. Um, and brownies. And uh, so those are everything on the menu. I'm trying to think of Oh, and cake, my cake bites, which are like cake pops without the stick. Um, and they are what I, I love them. Honestly, that's one of my favorite things. They're so, so do you, good. Do you have recipes for all of these different things, like in some sort of like a secret yes. encyclopedia book <laughs> that you keep guarded yeah, with have, a lock? Um, yeah, my God, Brian's like, I mean, you know, Alyssa's asked me before. She's like, hey, can I have um, the chocolate chip cookie recipe? And I was like, you cannot, but I will make them for you anytime. Yeah, yeah, um, absolutely. And so, <laughs> and so Brian, like, Brian does not even know. Like, he sees me when I'm making recipes, like, writing them, but he doesn't even know where I transfer them to. They don't have a lock, but they are guarded. And, like, when I leave the house, like, if I have to run out when I'm baking and, like, grab something, I, like, hide the recipe book. I mean, he's not going to do anything, but, like, I'm so paranoid. I'm a freak of nature. Sure, of course. But yeah, I make the recipes and then I, as I'm baking, I, so I start out with like a general, like this, this, and this, this is what I think will work. This is the vision I'm going for, what I want it to taste like. And, um, if it works the first time, awesome. But normally like I'll do notes in between. So like, if I, I don't know, like if I try the dough and like, I need to add like something more, like I'll just add notes. And it's normally a process, like it's rare something comes out like perfect on the first time. Like it'll, some things come out good, some things come out like crap, but like not like perfect. And so I'll just make notes and then I, um, once I test and test and test and then I'll write them in my recipe book and put it away. Um, But yeah, those are my, so brownies, cakes, cupcakes, cookies, um, the cinnamon roll pastry type things um, and cupcake bites. Those are my like baked goods that I have right now. That's amazing. But again, it's slow because I want to do like so many things, but I'm a perfectionist and I am extremely like, I I, I don't want to put out a crap product. And I'm also like, you can't change your recipes halfway through. Like people don't like that. So I need to make sure it's perfect before I put it out there. 
No, that makes sense. And that was one thing I was really curious with is like, what's the tinkering process? Like, like when do you know it's ready or do you just know? Like you just have that bite and well, you're like, yep, that's it. Okay. So it's really hard because you've, I mean, you do, we don't do, I mean, you do whole 30, like sometimes as, you know, random months, but you'll do paleo. So I like to do paleo and we eat paleo probably like six, five to six nights out of the week. So it's really hard for me to test because like my bot, my system, it's like a shock to the system. I'm not used to it. So like I'll test occasionally, but then I'll like give it to like random people. I'll be like, you try it, you try it, Brian, like eat, eat, eat. Tell me what you like. So I'll do that way. Um, but honestly, I don't really rely on what I like because I'm so picky. So I like to ask like others what they enjoy. That makes sense. Um, yeah. And I, I was thinking, I was like, God, like I had a weekend where I baked within like three days. I mean, I'm not kidding. Like 40 hours. Like it was insane because I was trying to test all these recipes to get them ready for my website. And I was like, my goodness, I wish Jim and Alyssa were still right down the road because I need people like even Brian was like, like he loves sweets, but he's like, my pants are getting a little tight. Sure. sure and thing. like, it's, it's hard to like test constantly. Um, but yeah, I will. One thing, because like I said, they're not always perfect, but one thing I laughed at so hard at last episode, your first episode was when Michael said he put salt Instead of the sugar in the, um, I don't know if it was like the pastries. Do you remember yeah. that story? Yep, it was a pastry and shop. I, oh my God, I laughed so hard because I've never done anything like that. But oh, I've screwed up. I mean, like it's such a science, but it's just like, it was so funny because it's like, you just have those moments when you're trying out stuff. And like, sometimes I'll just be like, Brittany, you are an idiot. Let me tell you, girlfriend, like you need to get it together because you just make these mistakes. It's just like so repetitive. And uh, yeah, it's just a process. Definitely. I suppose you just got to be a quick learner. Like you, you learn pretty quick with it, right? Like I, I feel very similar yeah. like with the way that I cook too. Like a lot of times, I think it's actually interesting that you say that too, that you don't cook for yourself. Um, I, I feel the same way. Like I cook all the time here, but usually I'm always cooking for Alyssa. Like I, eat, yeah. I will eat anything. I can enjoy anything, even something I don't like, I'll still eat it and I'll be fine. Cause again, I'm like a I'm a, like a paleo food is fuel kind of person where I'm like, mm -hmm. if the, if the ingredients have nutritional merit, then even if I don't like the way that it tastes, like I can enjoy it as a good meal. But Alyssa is the exact opposite. Like she, wow. has, she has such a picky palate. So I really, I wouldn't to, say I'm a picky palate, but I can't have it not taste good. That's crazy. I mean, you're, that's the definition of food is fuel. Yeah. Uh, I'm, I'm also like a yo-yo dieter too. So like for me, I'm like yeah. just used to the idea of like, no, you just eat this meal and get on to the next meal and stuff like that. But Alyssa, like if it's too peppery, if there's too much garlic, if it's, you know, too spicy, but she can handle a little bit of spice, just this and that. Like, I just always have to be thinking ahead. And I like it. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh that is God. picky. And like my golds, <laughs> like if I can get Alyssa to say, damn, Jim, that's good. If she, if I get a damn, that's good out of her, I like, I'm riding this high. Like I feel so good. Um, You're but, a saint. That's a lot of pressure. Well, you know, I like, I like a tough cook. audience. I like a challenge. You know, yeah. if I'm going to do something, <laughs> I, I like to have an idea in my head and be able to execute a plan. And if the, the plan is, just getting a damn gym that's good, then, uh, you know, I want, I want to give it my all. But like you said, sometimes you just, it's just not good at all. Well, it's, I think it's good, but it doesn't, uh, it doesn't hit the mark. It doesn't hit the mark. And yeah, yeah that's fine too. But yeah, it's always a process learning, always learning, always trying new things. And yeah. 
Yeah, that's, I mean, that's very much it. And like, I mean, you mentioned, and even Michael in the first episode, baking is just such a science. And it's also very, very mathematical. Um, like just with the weights and the amount of flour, the amount of that, like, do you it's measure so in grams? Mathematical. Do you measure things in grams? I absolutely do. See, that's I to do. me, that yeah. means you're legit in my eyes. Like if you have a food scale and you measure in grams, then you're the real deal. Yeah. I, um, yeah. Food scale. Cause I know you were like, okay, so I'll say this cause I'm so secretive, but yeah, food scale, get a food scale. Like it is, I can't even imagine like, I, I mean, the only time I use measuring cups now is to put the flour or put the sugar into my big bowl on the um, scale. Oh, okay. I don't use yeah. measuring cups. Yeah. yeah. You have to weigh and it makes a big difference. It really does. So if you, uh, okay, so I have aspirations of getting into the baking realm, something simple. If you could recommend something for me to wet my whistle on in the baking world, what would you recommend that I take a stab at? If I'm going to do some scratch baking, I just want something simple, but something that has the potential of being very good. What do you think I should start with? Okay. My mind went from, okay, first I was like chocolate chip cookies, just because they're so, there's so many variations, like on such a basic cookie, you know what I mean? But you really can go so many different ways. But then when you're like, okay, so like super, super simple, nothing fancy, genuinely, I would go to basic sugar cookie okay basic and that's like if you're just getting started and i can go more like because i would say like you're not using multiple types of sugar you're just using white sugar and this again this is very like if you are just getting started yep which i think you're you're you're, like, am, you're yes. well versed in the kitchen no you're you're good in the kitchen but like i would say yeah sugar cookie um and then yeah chocolate chip I would say would be good. I feel like you you could uh, you could do a chocolate chip cookie. Would you say and, okay? Um, so if I wanted to get a recipe for this, I'm not going to ask you for your recipe. <laughs> Offline, I might try to figure out some way to get a recipe out of you. Would you say just go ahead and Google? Like okay, so now I'm thinking like all right, well I need to make a sugar cookie because you said if you want to just first start out, bake something, start with a sugar cookie. So I'm like okay, I need to make a sugar cookie now. Can I just Google? Should basic sugar cookie recipe and should I just click the first one that looks good? Oh, to me? absolutely. I will yeah. say this. I would not. There is a big. Di- okay. So I, I truly, am, I pride myself. I make my own recipes, but like, let's say like Brian or you were like going to make a recipe. I wouldn't just, what are you going to, yeah, of course Google, because you don't, you won't know the ingredients, you, you know, the ratios. That's really important. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, Google. That's a good place to start. Um, I'm not going to be like, yeah. There's not some huge like insider tip that's going to make my cookie like a thousand percent better if I just do this thing that, you know, the professionals do. Okay. So being the I, yeah, I will say this. I will like even Brian has tried like uh, one time I had this like it was the weekend. I had been baking for like hours like this, like what about like 40 hours, so many hours. And like he saw me doing something like a, a like a secret thing I do for my chocolate yeah, chip cookie recipes. Go. I won't he's like, oh, what are you doing off your cookies? I'm and I was curious. like, get out of the kitchen. Yeah, I was like, get out. Like, I don't even tell him. So I like, oh my God, it was a mess. And he's like, oh, like, but I was like, just get out. Um, but like, so I won't say any of those tips, but I will say, yeah, for just like basic tips that I would use in any recipe, cookie, pastries, cakes, um, a scale for sure. Yep. And, and you're going to see online. So like I had to learn, cause obviously I don't know, we didn't learn the metric system. It's like, you'll see like grams, like a I use a um, cup of 
all-purpose flour is 125 grams, but you'll see on some websites it's 130, 120, but like get a general idea, whatever, you know, how much you want. So I always have a scale. Oven thermometer is key. I just have like a cheap little one from Amazon. But through that, I found out our oven was 15 degrees off, which doesn't seem like a lot, but it is, especially when like I like my cookies big. 15 degrees is completely different when you're baking. Like it's a whole different ball game and how your finished product turns out. So oven thermometer is huge. I mean, even if you're not baking, you should get an oven thermometer, but ovens are rarely accurate. And the, like the, you know, when it, you have a countdown to when it's like preheated, mm-hmm. like I would find it would go off in like six minutes and say it was preheated, but like it wouldn't be fully at that temperature that I wanted for like maybe 15, 20 minutes after, depending on how hot that I wanted the oven. So uh, oven thermometer, scale, those are my big things. Any recipe, like I feel like it'll change the game, even if you're just getting a random recipe off Google. So it sounds like uh, taking steps to eliminate guesswork. Because yes. if you have a scale, yeah. you're not yeah. guessing anything. If you have a proper thermometer, you're exactly. not guessing anything. So if you can get control exactly. of those things, then maybe mm-hmm. your consistency will be a little bit better. And read the recipe. I will say that too. Like read the recipe. Because again, I didn't start out, like I said, I was like in college, in high school, I was doing more boxed like cakes and stuff. And I would always add in my own like stuff um, to them. But like, I wasn't like, you know, 10 years old, like, oh, making like these fancy cookies. Like, no. Um, So like gradually, but like when I was first starting out, like, yeah, I would like mess up because I wasn't reading it through. So just make sure you're reading the recipe and whatever the recipe calls for, normally that person, like their finished product is because they did those certain steps or whether it's like, soften butter or they use cold butter. So just make sure you're doing that because how it is so much like a science is because the cold butter, you know, works better with a certain amount of flour and it mixes better. And like, you know what I mean? Like it's just all, so just read the recipe thoroughly, use the ingredients, how they, the recipe calls for the um, ingredients to be used. Okay. I.e. again, like cold butter, sifted flour, Yada, yada, yada. So I'm going to make a, so this is now in my feeder for one of the Munching with Michael official videos. I'm going to make a sugar cookie. I'm going to use a scale. I'm going to use Mm -hmm. my thermometer system and I'm going to thoroughly read the recipe. Yes. All right. Yeah. Do it. And yeah, sugar cookies are, I mean, they're great. My God. We only had a couple extra and I was a little bummed, which I was happy everyone had them, but they're so good. I love a good sugar cookie. Awesome. Well, that's it then. So I'm going to, I'm going to do that. That is in my feeder. And actually that works out well, because I think when we first started talking about doing the podcast, I'd teased you about like getting a recipe or I told you that that's something I would like to do is like take a little inspiration from the person I'm talking to. And like, what is something that I could Mm -hmm. make related to what they do that I wouldn't otherwise make. And it seemed to me that it would be very difficult for me to like weasel out a proper recipe. So I think getting a recommendation of what to do when looking at another recipe through your point of view is, I think that's reasonable. I feel like I, I accomplished what I set out to accomplish. Those are I mean, like what seems like I'm sure some people are like, those aren't tips. That's nothing. But like no, for me, again, ask Brian, I'm a freak like about like every little thing because Because though, every random thing, like using a scale instead of a measuring cup, that changes your recipe. 
It really, really does. Especially because if you're using a measuring cup, you're more than likely using too much flour and flour totally changes. Like the amount of flour in a recipe in baked, baked goods changes the final product out of any other ingredient, I would say. Well, so that really is a Winsow Bakery tip. That is a Winsow Bakery insider tip. (laughs) Yes, you've heard it here first. Yeah. So let me. All right. So let me take a look. Let me look at my list because every time I start, Mm -hmm. I have a list, and I want to make sure that my list got addressed. You look at your list, and I'm going to pour a little more um, Pinot Grigio. Yeah, please do. For anyone listening, Kirkland's, I'm a big Costco person, has finally has a Pinot Grigio. They did not have one before. They had, like, you know, other white wines, but they finally have a Pinot Grigio, which for $5, too. We're not bougie in this house. It is sublime. It is so good. Yeah, Costco, actually. They're employees. They know me. Because I always get my baking stuff. So they are some great customers of mine at the um, Elliott Costco. So thank you. Yes. Oh, hold on real quick. Here. Yeah. Hold on. I actually, let's take a look here. I believe we've actually had our first technical difficulty. Oh no, what's going on? I don't know. Some of our conversation got chopped off. I don't know exactly how much of it did. Some of it did. See what had happened really? was, yeah, let me tell you, let me tell you a story about this. So, um, so we're recording right now. Everything is good. But, um, yeah. so what I did for this, uh, this episode is I overlaid the same template that I used for the last one. Right. Mm-hmm. Cause I like the way the audio was set up. The levels were good. And on that, I had a track where I included the intro and the outro songs. So what happened was a little bit back, the outro song started playing out of nowhere. I heard yes, that. It actually startled me. Okay. So I went as fast as I could to get the outro song to stop. Uh, and what I actually oh. did was I actually paused the recording. So I paused the recording and I happened to look at my computer screen right now and realize that it wasn't playing. A little bit back. So I started oh. it back up again. So I'm going to have to figure that out. I thought that was end. the ice cream truck, honestly. No, 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 no. We have no, <laughs> we do not have any ice cream trucks coming down our street. Definitely oh, no, not. we do. We do. That's why. Oh, no, I heard that noise. And oh, I you thought it was ice cream truck like, at your place. That's ice- no, yeah. I thought it was the ice cream truck at your place. Oh, there we go. Because no, it was like in a distance. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, we don't I'm have glad it. we're backing up and running. We don't have it. Yeah, we do. We never go out. <sighs> So I'm going to have to do some back-end wizardry and figure it out. Although, actually, maybe I'll be able to use your audio because you've been recording the whole thing. But I have, but my audio can't hear you, can it? Because I'm on headphones. No. So maybe I could find a way to uh, – I don't know how that's going to work. I'm not sure. We might have to just cut some of that out, which is too bad. Yeah. I don't know. How long? It was probably only like a couple of minutes though. It was a few minutes. It wasn't too much. Yeah. All I know yeah. is if we heard the outro music, that means that we've got some good content. That means that we've been rolling. Oh, yeah. Yeah. No, it, like I'm having a, a blast. Because this is your first time on a podcast. Have you this been on a podcast? This is my first time on a podcast. Um, no, I haven't. In my dreams. But now it's my... See, dreams do come true. Dreams do come true. But no, never like a podcast. Again, listen and love it. Um, But yeah, never on one. Sometimes you just got to do it yourself, you know? And here we are. Right. Well, I was thinking, I was like, as you said that, because it's like you not only... I'm assuming you hadn't been on a podcast before this, but not only are you on one, you host one. 
Yeah, that's true. Yeah, no. And um, no, I'd never been on a podcast. I'd listened to some. I knew some uh, uh, personal friends that have had podcasts, but yeah, nope, never been on one. Never had the opportunity. It just kind of stumbled into my lap uh, that it just, <laughs> you know, I just wanted the opportunity to have conversations with people that I really care about who are doing interesting things. And, uh, oh, I love that. Yeah. Well, you, I'm telling you, I sincerely, just like you said, you spit truth. I do not give compliments unless I mean it. It's genuine. It's actually one of my greatest um, weaknesses because I can't fake it. And I loved, 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 loved the first one so much. Truly enjoyed it. I, I think I told you, I told you where Alyssa, I kept checking. I was like, I don't want it to end. So I would check the time, how much time was left. I loved it. I think, uh, I definitely would like to have you on the podcast again. And I think the goal should be, uh, I mentioned this a little bit earlier, but I definitely think the goal should be to have, uh, Michael on the podcast as well, because I would love yeah. to listen to you two talk about baking things. I think that that is, uh very ripe, uh, ripe situation where I can learn a lot because again, baking is something I know nothing about and he loves it so much and you love it so much. You guys are both very good at it. And I think that that would be a good conversation. And I think oh, it, I would love that. Yeah. Yeah. I think that would be good. But I mean, you could, I mean, start with that sugar cookie recipe and I feel like you're, and I don't even feel, I know you're a very quick learner in the kitchen. Yeah. I don't feel like it'll be Especially if you're following recipes, there's obviously, there's such a difference between creating a recipe compared to following. If you're following a recipe, like I, I you have such a learning curve. You're wonderful in the kitchen. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I'm sure, well, who knows? I mean, I've, I've baked little things here and there and I've, I don't think I've ever baked anything I've been proud of. So I think that'll be the goal with the sugar cookies and make some really? sugar cookies that I'm proud of. Yeah, I don't think so, but I don't bake. You know, I'm not much of a baker. My little, I, I'll bake Christmas yeah, cookies with my little sister. Yeah, I'll bake Christmas cookies with my little Love. sister. We we follow little recipes, um, whatever recipes are there. I mean, it's not like a super high quality product. I guess that even is more of just uh, it's like the uh, it's the family tradition. It's the holidays, so they're always delicious. Yeah. We'll make sugar cookies and gingerbread, and they're super simple recipes. And sometimes they that's turn what out my mom's great. family does. Yeah, yeah, the sugar cookies at Christmas. It's wonderful. Yeah. and you say I'm sure you know this. Uh, buttercream frosting. I mean, royal icing is like the fancy, you know, they're pretty, but you can mm -hmm. make pretty buttercream. Buttercream tastes better and it's easier. If you say, then I believe it. Cause I don't know. I've never made yeah. frosting. I have no idea. I know um, buttercream frosting is delicious. I really like it. Yeah. It, it's, it's great. Um, yeah. Royal frosting. It's like when you see all like the hardened cookies, it's what I made for your engagement cookies, actually, because I needed that type of frosting is because mm -hmm. I needed it to like write to write like fiance and stuff like that. Yeah. But all those years ago, is, many years oh ago, God, all those years ago, by now yeah, we try to get married twice. We'll get there eventually, <laughs> though. We're not trying to host a super spreader, much like your Super Bowl party. Our wedding will be no super spreader event. Yeah, exactly. No super spreading. No super spreader. Um, which it's it's crazy that a like you almost got married a year ago, but then you would have been like in the less than a month home stretch. Mm -hmm. But October in Phoenix is beautiful. That'll be nice. So, yes, it'll be. Yeah. Halloween weekend, but no skeletons are allowed at our wedding. I'm under strict instruction. Oh I wanted God, I, I wanted that. to encourage people to uh, dress in costumes, but I guess that's not allowed. 
uh, jack-o'-lanterns are not uh, appropriate decorations. Per-Alyssa is not allowed? Yeah, that's per-Alyssa. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> yeah, when it comes to the decorations. <laughs> when it com- if it were up to me, everybody would be dressed like skeletons. We would have, um, yeah, jack-o'-lanterns. Uh, apple cider would be the spiked drink. Um, but apparently- Oh, you can still have apple cider. Maybe. We don't know yet. I hear something from the other room, so I'm assuming that she's on on to me and that's not allowed um we'll see yeah instead of uh what's it like instead of like the pretty candles you have the jack-o'-lanterns with the candles inside of them yes. like lighting up yes exactly oh. i would love it oh yeah. i could see oh, her corn maze. we so could have a corn maze that. yeah It'd be so good <laughs> just don't say you have the burrow like you're reading people into the yes uh, we'd have the burrow the leading maze, people yeah. into the corn maze basically all the things that i'm like oh seasonally we could have a lot of fun with that are expressly <laughs> off limits so i have to be mindful and respectful of that i am in a um a wedding group on facebook and i don't want it like because i'm not engaged but like it's a wedding sh- it's like it's just i don't oh god i want to be careful with my words like it's a wedding shaming but it's like funny wedding shaming you know what i mean like if people do crazy crazy things sure but i could see um if you had a hot like corn maze and stuff that would show up there but it's not always shaming that's why i was trying to be careful with my words it's just, like funny like things you sure. know I mean? it's just like funny yeah um yeah but i could see that totally being featured there huh. in that group I just hope it happens. I don't think it's going to happen. <laughs> I know Alyssa. And I don't think that will happen. But a, a corn maze, maybe dress up the donkey. Yeah, we'll have to take a look and see what is applicable. Uh, they give us a couple options as to what they can wear. So we'll see. We'll see what they do. I'm very excited. Oh. Very excited. All right. Well, I'll tell you what. I'm getting some weird audio stuff right now. So I think now would probably be a good time to start wrapping things up. No problem. Yeah, but what I would like to do is I want you to talk about your website. How do people get in touch with you? Where do proceeds go to your business, to Winso Bakery? I want to hear the plug. Okay, so Winso Bakery, I should spell it W-I-N-S-O, bakery.com is my website, and you can place orders on there. You can see the full menu. And like I said, if it's not, I don't know when this is going to go live, but if it's not live, I mean, it should be it's just, they're doing quick changes, but you can go to my Facebook, which is Winstow Bakery and find how to email contact. Um, but yeah, winstowbakery.com is where you'll find all the like order forms, menus. And then you can also, so we give proceeds to different local, like all of Arizona, not just Phoenix animal shelters. And there's a tab there called in the community. And you can send like a request on in that tab under that tab. And like, if you have an animal shelter that you want us to donate to, just put it there. Um, and yeah, and you can see cute pictures of Winnie and Oso on the site and learn more about them because they're just my pride and joy. I like, I cannot even with how much I love them. I like was such a freak tearing up as I was writing a thing about these dogs, about their like little bios on the website. But yeah, um, yeah. And order some delicious baked goods. They're great. Well, there you go. And support small. Well, thank you so much, Brittany, for taking the time to talk to us today. I think that was wonderful. I'm really excited to try a sugar cookie recipe for myself. And if you're in the Phoenix area, hit her up. Get some delicious ass baked goods. Help the animals. For the love of God, help the animals. Help the animals. Yeah. Well, thank you. This was so much fun. Yes, I look I forward hope I to doing it because I had I, a blast. Yes, I look forward to doing it again. And uh, as we say, here at Munching with Michael, keep eating good. 
You have to say, keep eating good, Brittany. <laughs> keep eating good. All right. <laughs>